de Global Latin Factor Podcast. Welcome, welcome you and I to another episode of the Global Latin Factor Podcast where we talk about Latino everything. Thank you very much for joining for another episode. Another amazing episode because we have the creator of Latinx Hip Hop that shows love to artists who, like him, are creating beautiful music and deserve to be noticed. He's also artist manager and much more. We have Daniel, a.k.a. Sin, Sin Illinois, a.k.a. Lil Sin, a.k.a. Latinx. What's up, my bro? How you doing? What's going on, man? You went deep on them names. Uh, I guess you did small work, huh? But you know. <laughs> You already know you're not you're not <laughs> yeah. what I do. That I'm gonna find some stuff about. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I appreciate you being here. Thank you very much. I know we have to do it. You're in Houston. I'm in the Dallas area, but still, uh, I wanna. You're doing some amazing things. I think. Uh, and then we got the land in common. So you know. Yeah. So it's pretty cool <laughs> that we get to do this. And uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get it started. Though we first preguntas al Chile. So if you have not subscribed to the channel. I don't know what you're waiting for. You're already here. Go ahead and tap in, smash the like, subscribe, and check out all the beautiful graphics that Carlos put together. You ready? You ready, Latinx? Ready. Okay. Ready. Everybody says it, and they start choking. Under pressure. <laughs> Tacos or tortas? Cool. I'm going to have to go with tortas. Tortas. Corn tortilla or flour tortilla? Flour. Okay. Gorditas or sopes? Gorditas. Jarritos or Fanta? Jarritos. What flavor? Uh, what's the orange one called? The naranja. Tamarin. Uh, uh, tamarin. No, tamarindo. Mandarin. Tam mandarina. 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 Like the orange. Okay. That, that's the okay. one. Agua de horchata, jamaica, or tamarindo? Horchata. Horchata. Okay. Salsa verde, salsa roja. Whatever is least spicy. Really? You're not a fan of yeah. spices? Nah, nah. Not love, too much. I love the fire. I love the fire. Menudo yeah. o pozole? Mm, menudo. Menudo. Okay. Churros or flan? Flan. Okay. Valentina, tapatio, cholula, or tabasco hot sauce? Valentina. Tapatio, Cholula, or Tabasco, the hot sauce. Which one do you like? So all of them are hot sauce, huh? They're all hot sauce. I might have to shoot all of them down. No, none of them. It's all good. <laughs> and, and then the little candies. I don't know if you've seen the paletitas, the uh, lollipops, the corn, the sandia, the mango. They're covered with some chile, too. Okay, yeah. Which one uh, do you like? The corn one. Okay. And the conchitas, the pastries, the brown ones, the white ones, or the pink conchitas, the conchas? The white ones. The white ones. Okay. And this one's a new one that I added because I think it's pretty fun. Carlos and I like to entertain a good conspiracy theory. So for you, a conspiracy theory that you can almost guarantee is true, what would that be? Damn, that is a good one. Uh... Man, I don't know, because uh, I feel like the majority of them lately seem to be true, you know? <laughs> the little, you know, as the world keeps going, 
man, I don't know. Uh, we'll pass on. We'll pass on. But we'll let you think about that one because that was a okay. different. Because everybody, like my previous guests, have the uh, that we're living in a simulation conspiracy, mm-hmm. like the moon. I t- I I'll tell you this. I don't think I don't think this has been a conspiracy theory that's been said. Uh-huh. But oh, one time I started thinking I was like, you know how they say like some celebrities are reptiles. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I was thinking, what if? Just what if? Like, it's the dinosaurs that are just you know coming back or whatever. I mean, I don't know the whole background behind how they figured out it's reptiles or whatever. But you know, they're just trying to get their land back, I guess. <laughs> oh, kind of like they never actually went away. They're still among us. Yeah. Slowly but steadily taking over what they had lost. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's a, hey, that's a different one. We, you might yeah. start something. No. Oh. <laughs> okay. And when you hear the word Latino or Latina or Latinx, what first comes to mind? I mean, Brown Pride, uh, you know. I would say the word unity, but people tend to divide us when we want to be called, uh, be will be identified as a certain something. So I don't know. I, I guess just brown pride. Yeah. And we'll touch back more on that part uh, that you talked about because it's true. Okay. And do you mind being called Latino? Do you care if you're called Latino or do you prefer to be something different to be called by in- anything else? So, growing up, um, I've always considered myself just Hispanic, mm-hmm. and you know. But my parents they would say, you know, you're you're Mexican American, and I've had some situations where I tell somebody, oh, I'm Mex, you know, I'm Mexican, or, and they'd get offended. So, honestly, it it's whatever to this point. You know, I'm Hispanic. That's what I run with. Yeah, so you know what you are. I mean, it's whatever anybody wants to call you. It's like whatever to you, but it's not offensive. But you know who you are at the end of the day, right? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And uh, are your parents from, are, are you first generation, second generation? Have your parents been here? Your parents from Mexico? Uh, first, because, well, my well, my mom came here when she was four. No, no, no. Maybe seven or eight. Oh, wow. My dad came a little later, maybe when he was 16 or 17. But yeah, they were both both born in Mexico. But my mom, I mean, she was practically raised here. Do you know what part of Mexico? But both? Oh, uh, I think it's, I never visited with them, but I think it's uh, Monterrey and Reynosa. Oh, wow. You never been to, to check out the Mex- Mexico? Check well, out the- we, we, we went, I think, uh, like, I, I don't think we went to go like visit family. I think we just went to... I think it was I don't know I don't know if it was Reynosa, but it was somewhere on the border. I know we went because uh, my grandpa lives in McAllen, and so we would go. They would have some stores, and we would go over the border and go, you know, just buy stuff. You know, it was like a flea market, from what I remember. That's pretty cool. So that way, you were pretty young at that time when you went. Yeah, super young. I think I was like six. So it's been a long time. Oh wow. Okay, so let's get into the uh, interview part. So you. We're born in Chicago, but now you uh, you were raised in Texas. So how how young were you when you got to Texas? Uh, specifically, you, have you ever been in Humble or 
any other any other city. So I was born, yeah, I was born in Chicago, but I, my parents, at, like when I was six months old, uh-huh. that's when they moved over here. And so I've just been staying here in the, a small town called Humble. Humble. Um, yeah, that's that's how that's what's called. Yeah, I know. My bad. My bad. My bad. Nah, nah, you know the Texas names <laughs> be, be getting you, but Umbo, yeah, okay. Yeah. So so I've you don't even remember there. Chicago. No, but I did go I went to visit when I was sixteen, but that was the last time I went. Uh mm-hmm. I used to have family members over there, but they all of them just came over here. Yeah. Did your parents ever tell you the reason why they wanted to move from over there to here for to Humble? Was there more opportunity? Because I know Chicago's crazy right now over there. I don't know if they saw something maybe that he, like told them let's get out of here. Yeah, it, it was because they did see something, but it was you know the gang violence. Mm-hmm. There was a there was one specific story that my mom tells me quite often, mm-hmm. and uh, she said uh, I, I think it was one night there was a shooting. And when she was waking up to go to work, uh-huh. that there was a, I don't know if she said there was a body or it was blood all over her car, like outside the car. Yeah. So somebody got shot and killed, or maybe killed, but somebody got shot that night. And so she didn't want me to raise, you know, get be raised in that environment. Oh, yeah. I could definitely see how it would be traumatic to see something like that, especially being a young kid and having to grow around that stuff. That could be very scarred into to somebody, right? Yeah. So they made the decision to bring all the way to hum, uh, Humble. Was there anybody, yeah. family members that, that was there or not nobody? They just decided just, this is where we're going to land. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, there was already some family members here. So I think one of my uncles was one of the first ones that came here. And then slowly everybody started heading to Humble. Mm-hmm. That's dope. That's dope. Okay, so you were actually a, a music artist, or so you dab into music for some time. Yeah, so that was more like a, I guess, a high school thing. I was really into, the, and I used to rap, and I used to go by Lil Scene. That was the the name that I started with. Uh huh. And uh, yeah, I had a, like I said, it was only in high school, and once I graduated high school, it's kind of when I stop messing with it i mean i still wanted to be a part of it like that was some i've always wanted to be a part of music somehow some way and uh and i ended up choosing this route <laughs> yeah what was it during that time was that something that everybody all your peers were doing or was there something i know you always like hip-hop like you love hip-hop but was there any particular artist that like man if he can do it that i can maybe get into it so at the time i feel like there wasn't too many, well, at least where you know where I stayed at, and the few that were doing it, they were on the the Houston rap. Like I felt like all of them rapped the same. It was that you know the Houston flow, the Houston rap, and so the the rap that I liked was more like the East Coast mm-hmm. stuff. So that's the kind of rap that I personally like. And uh, uh, as far as liking that kind of music, uh, I only found one one or two people and um and that was actually one of the guys was uh carlos slim and uh so me and him we used to rap back in the day for a little bit so you and, actually uh, we'll talk more about that here later but you actually are managing him at this time are you still are you still managing him yeah yeah i'm still managing him i take care of everything that you see online i take care of 
from distribution to artwork to even some of the videos, uh, like promo videos or, yeah. you know, just some content for him to put it out. Awesome. So, yeah, we'll touch m more on that one because I really want to get more in depth about that one. But OK, so did you ever record anything? Did you put any projects out for yourself? Or you just kind of sort of were in the scene, or, you know, maybe just going and maybe performing here and there or maybe recording a couple of projects. But did you ever put anything out? So I had I had two solo projects and I had uh, one collab project. And, man, you, you probably won't be able to find anything if you get lucky. I try to look. I try to look. I, try to look, yeah. but I, couldn't. I didn't go to SoundCloud, but I try to look yeah. for it. Nah, yeah, I don't think you'll be able to find everything, anything, but I do have it like on a USB for memory. Like all my old stuff is in that USB. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's all it was. It was two two solo projects and then a, a group project. Did you didn't feel like it was worth for the masses to see it, or why that you didn't want to push it now that it's kind of you know how to do it now more as far as the distribution part and you know how to get it out to people just to see what it does. Um, at this point, I, I, I wouldn't want to put nothing old out. Uh, but if I were to do anything new, man, I, I feel like it, it take up too much time and energy for me. You know, I don't want to take all the focus, you know, for the Latinx hip hop page. And then obviously with what I got with Carlos Slim, you know, I don't want an, another thing to add on, uh, cause then I'm gonna be all over the place. Yeah, that's true, uh, because then you be stretching yourself thin and like some of the things start slacking. So, yeah, you're right. Definitely. But it would be pretty cool to see what people say that I mean, yeah. we, we don't want to put the old stuff out, but it would be pretty cool. <laughs> that would be like, oh, so he did used to do it. You know, and so whenever yeah. people are like, like, what do you know about music? Well, I kind of, you know, did a couple of yeah. things, you know, <laughs> that's why I'm telling you this. But uh, that's pretty cool. OK, so. Do you remember the exact moment of when you decided to go with Latinx? Uh, when did the like the light bulb moment hit of like, oh, I need to go with this is the name? Or was there other names in the work that you were working with trying to maybe experiment with different things? And then the logo itself, how did that come about? Okay, so to begin with, uh, the first thing I did when I, the idea came to me, mm -hmm. I went on Instagram and I typed in uh, Latin hip hop. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there was something there. I typed in Latino hip hop. If something else was there, mm -hmm. and then I had heard the word Latinx. I had seen it a couple times, um, you know, online, and you know, I started digging into it. And and to me, automatically, it seemed like a, I guess, like a modern name to call us, because uh, you know, throughout the years, it seems like they find a new name you know, to be, to be called like identified, okay. you know? And so I was like, okay, I, I like it. I'm cool with it. But I saw that there was issues behind it. And so I was, uh, I, I, I kept thinking about it, thinking about it. You know, I didn't just say right away, okay, I'm running with it. Uh -huh. I, I, I had to really think about it. And I, and then it, I think it went, it was probably like three months until I actually said, all right, I'm going, I'm running with it. What was the biggest conflict in your mind about it? And what was the biggest thing that you felt it was challenging with that? I, I guess getting hate behind it, really. Um, but I think I'm getting to the point where it's going to come. There's going to be hate regardless. 
you know, even if it's not the name, I mean, there could probably be somebody, uh, you know, hating just to see who's actually behind the page, you know? So, um, mm, I got you. I got you. So you kept, uh, finally you decided this is what the route I'm going to go to. So was there any other name? Well, the la Latino and the Latin hip hop and the Latino hip hop. And that was the only two that you kind of were playing around. Was there any other one? Uh, no, there wasn't, uh, no, not that I can think of right now, but that it was just those two. And then, yeah, I stuck with Latin X hip hop. And then you looked into the word as far as what, why is it like where the origination of Latin X comes from? Why is it more, I guess you can say inclusive for everybody not to be left out? I, I, I do know what you're talking about as far as people having a problem with it. even the Spanish, Spanish speaking people or even Mexican people. Um, to my understanding, the word itself came from politicians, came up with it, and uh, some of the LGBTQ plus people, um, yeah. you know, they actually took in the word saying, making us more inclusive, because if you're with a group of, of men, what if it's a man, one person, right, a Latino, and yeah. if women join him, it doesn't, it doesn't become Latinas, it become Latinos because it's a bunch of people. So yeah. people felt a certain way because that didn't kind of include them because they didn't feel like that that's what they were identifying. So the word became more popular, but the older heads still see yeah. it as divisive <laughs> and more confusing because it is kind of a little bit, we already have the word itself. It already is technically inclusive, but you know, whatever y'all want to do, for, at least for me, I don't, whatever y'all do, but for you, what what uh, what was the research to do behind uh, as far as the where it originated, or what did you learn on your path to try to make the decision that we go with Latin next instead of something different? Well, I guess you could say the, you know, just how you said, you know, with Latinos, you know, it's even if you had a female, it's still Latinos, and you know. Obviously, I'm showing both genders, so I feel like Latinx fits regardless. Um, but the re you know the research that I I did was you know I did see that the LGBTQ community does embrace it more. Yeah, and uh, I recently found out through a podcast that uh, I guess the woke community uses it more often. Uh, yeah, so there's highly caffeinated people. I'm just kidding. I don't know who they are. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so and then I did see something. This was I guess you could see say this is the one that I was kind of uh felt like people would uh get mad at me for that. I did see somewhere that the white man came up and labeled us that way. A politician came up with the yeah. that next, you know. So and I see, I mean, I, I get it, but I don't know. It was more modern and I thought, you know, I'll run with it. You know, it I, didn't bother me. I think what you did with it or what you've been doing with it as far as what it means to you, as far as I'm covering uh, the male side and the female side and anybody that does Latino music in general, you know, mm -hmm. and a lat Latin has been a word for some time, but. Yeah, there is a modern thing on it with the X. It looks more modern, which I know that people don't see it that way. But to me, when I saw it, it would be like, oh, because I know I remember when you first 
you started following me and I follow back and I started seeing what you was doing. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. That's something different. Because I used to do something similar a long time ago as the internet with the same concept you had, but it, it was in in-house interviews with uh, with artists that were underground or not too known. But uh, there were, I, I saw that, that there was a lot of people that were not getting shine. And at the time when I was doing music, I would incorporate playing our music or, or always be in people's faces. Like weekly mm-hmm. episodes or twice a week, we were always be on people's faces regardless. So the yeah. consistency of that also helped, uh, at least myself, with uh, how much of how much uh, independent artists, or I like to call them independent artists, or you know, underground artists, whatever it is. But there's quite a bit of them that yeah. uh, they're out there, and you'll be surprised at the demand for you, as you probably noticed whenever you started putting out and you started getting traction. They all of a sudden like, hey, there's quite a bit of people here. There's still most of them know each other, but there's still a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. And what about the logo? How did the logo come about? Did, did Do you do your graphics, your own graphics? Do you have a guy that does it? Because I, I really like the logo. It really oh, stands man. out. It looks great on a shirt. Uh, it looks, it just, just it stands out immediately. You can see the, the same way that I do mine as far as the mm-hmm. flags and different things like that. It's, I see it within Im, embedded within the X and then Latin too. Which I see people's confusion when they say Latin hip hop, but I see no, there's the X right there. Yeah. But how did the logo come about? Who made it for you? Man, so I made it, and uh, like I, like I said, yeah, I'm I'm the one that put it together, and uh, yeah, I don't I don't know I don't know how I came about it exactly. I just started messing with the uh, with the app called uh, it was an app I did it on my phone, uh, Bizarre Art. Something like that, Bazaar. I don't know, but I did it on a on a app, and I don't know. I liked it, and obviously, I had to include all the flags, just so everybody knows. You know, it's everybody, and uh, yeah. That's and how long did it take you to make it? So you do graphic arts and things like that. Uh, sort of. I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, doing top notch stuff, but you know, just little things here and there on my phone. So, so the logo is on your phone. You said on your phone. Yeah, so you made it. I, yeah, I created it on my phone. That is dope. And then the other content that you've been making, as far as like, cause you you change looks every so often, right? But all that also is through your phone. All the all the clips that you put. Yeah, everything's really? been on the phone. Everything, everything serious. That is yeah. trippy to me because I thought somebody <laughs> had either generated the logo for you, like an artist. Again, I, I like it a lot. And then also the clips itself. I mean, they look good. They look like different. You give them your own personality as far as what you're putting out and presenting to people. So I really like it too. You thank know? you. Thank and you. I happen to made it a couple of times on some of them with the yeah. with the song that we put out, Kilo put out for the yeah. podcast. We saw it there. Like, oh yeah, there we are. <laughs> you catch me one of those clips. So that's pretty dope, bro. That you get to do that on your phone too. Yeah, all on my phone. Yeah. I'm sorry. Remember me? The app. What was the name of it? Uh, I'll probably have to send to you. Hopefully, I'm saying it. Ba- Bazart. B A Z A A R T. Yeah. And is it a free one? Or do you have to pay a membership for it? Got to pay a member. Well, you could do the free, but obviously, it's only gonna let you do a couple things until you feel like you need to pay for the extra other features. Mm, so I got you. It's a little monthly, nine ninety nine. So I got you. Okay. <laughs> 
Hello, quickly jumping in to let you know, we know that you are enjoying the episode. Hit the subscription, hit the bell, and again, right back to our programming. Thank you very much. So in uh, 2020, so you, you started Latinx in 2020, but you didn't really start going full blast and going in until after about 2021 and taking it more serious. Why did you hold on so long as far as putting, putting content out? Were you trying to figure out exactly what direction were you going to go or why did it take you, why did you hesitate to put in content out? So the main reason why I took so long is because at the time I didn't know too many artists. Like if you, if you ever have time and you scroll all the way to the bottom, yeah. you're only going to see like people uh, like uh, Bo Bundy, Crystal Pop, and you know, people already kind of got a name for themselves yeah. or, you know, Snow the Product and that's all you'll see. And it wasn't until uh, I can name two artists who reached out to me. And then I started going through their following and finding more underground artists. It was uh, Chris Piola. Yeah. And yeah. Misery. They're the like the first two underground artists, the local artists that reached out. And then I started, like I said, started going through their following. And that's when I started meeting more artists and then started posting their videos. And it was takeoffs since then. Yeah, because you'll still be showing the mad love. Um, so when did, once you started posting them, when did you start getting traction as far as people noticing? Because most of the st things that you were focusing on and still right now are doing mostly digital. You'll be out in the streets sometimes, but for the most part, it's still a digital. And I think it's a great idea because we all seen what happened during the pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. So you're, if something like that was ever to happen again, which I know, there's not a conspiracy theory to me, but I think it's going to happen again. <laughs> yeah. That you already said that you don't have to do all that, right? Everything will be yeah. digital and you will be able to do that. Is that like the thought process to keep it digital? I know that you want to kind of sort of not show your face, not even show your face in the logo. But is that the reason why you just wanted to do it digital? And then once they notice you, is that how they started finding you? Just going into IG and DMing you? So, well, actually, whenever... I started getting traction is when I started when I started doing things that started involving other artists. Like I think it was in September or October I did of twenty twenty one. I did this thing called you know, a collage where I I would feature uh, an artist on a picture and then slowly start adding them until they filled up the whole screen or well, that whole picture. Mm. And so that brought everybody in they they were they were contacting me they're like hey can i get on this one can i get on this picture so i did three collages and that gave me a good you know good following a good uh traction how many and, pictures uh, per collage that you fit in did do you remember how many was i think it was 20 or 25 per and you so, did three of them three of them yeah i did three of those so that's about 75 people inside reaching out and then the word got out yeah yeah and crazy. then and then I just started like uh, I did like tournaments and started getting that traction come in. You know, everybody wanted to get involved because I'm not too sure if you're fam familiar with like tournaments that people have on Instagram, but they normally charge like they'll, be, they'll tell them all oh, is 20 a slot and then, you know, they'll try to go all the way and win it. But in my case, it was free. You know, that's uh, it, it gives the artist the opportunity to show off, you know, their music. So. I didn't know there was thing, but but they have a, a a prize at the end. That's the reason why they charge, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, some of them do. That one kind of makes sense if you are gonna win something, 
it makes you it's an incentive to you to push it. But I never been the type of person to like to charge people for interviews. Even when I was doing it way back in the days and people would want to pay, I just felt weird taking their money because mm-hmm. I know they're still struggling just like I was at that time. So for me, it didn't make any sense. I just, you just got to give me time for me to get yeah. to you. But I, I just didn't feel right for them, uh, for me to charge. And yeah. But I see why they're doing it. But I, I have seen the... the I have seen the tourna- tournaments that you put together and people really do get involved with it. Yeah. Some people might disagree at the end because uh, mm-hmm. let's say, how can GP Garza lose? You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah. GT is not proactively going to be putting stuff out, which I can see it. But mm-hmm. to each their own. Hey, it's, yeah. it's good to uh, check to see where you're at as far as your 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 fan base and who, who messes with you and who wants to go and, and vote for you and support you. You know what I mean? Even, yeah. even though you might not take it or lose, I mean, lose, but you can mm-hmm. kind of sort of test the water to see where you're at, you know? Yeah. So that's pretty exactly. cool. I like the fact that you, that the contest, that you, at least the content that you're doing now is focusing more on the positive side of the hip hop, highlighting the artists that you might want to discover and find out who they are and staying away from kind of like the beef because a lot of those or, or issues their artists are having, because a lot of the times you feel that that stuff actually picks up more traction mm-hmm. than just the, here's this artist, check them out, they're dope. Instead of like, look at these fools going at it, you need to check them out. Why do you want to go that direction as of right now and not a different route to like like the academics, like sometimes even the Blads get named for this or the No Jumpers? Why did you want to go in that direction instead? Man, well, honestly, it just doesn't sit. It doesn't sit right with me. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, to begin with, the you know, one of the main purposes for the page was, you know, just music. You know, just to really shine light to underground artists. And so that's what I really want to focus on. And I, I really don't want to get involved with none of that stuff. I don't. Uh, it like I said, it just doesn't sit right with me. And then, you know, I feel like I'm. If I were to do something like that, I'd be stirring up the pot for somebody's, you know, personal life. And it doesn't sit, sit right. Yeah, that's pretty cool, though. And then it, it takes away from the part that the actual art and the music and the hip hop itself, for me, yeah. at least. Like, because I'm the same way as you. I, I can see how I can create controversy with this post or this and that. But I'm like the same way as you. Like, what is the point? Like, I see people love drama, but it's not for me, you know? Yeah. Like, to create good, nice, cool, highlighting, uh, inspirational type of content for people that can come find somebody, you know? And, like, yourself, find a good, dope artist that you feel that's coming up that, you know, deserve to be looked at. So, and and, uh, you said something... On, on the intro, I said something, but you had sent me that that looks like you, right? Because you're a Latino, you look a certain way, but yeah. a lot of times when you go into the hip hop spectrum, the hip hop world, I mean, I mean, they're not like they're not like you, except for people way back in the days. But nobody's that is like resembles you came from the world that you come from, right? Yeah. So was that important for you to be highlighting people that look like you because you didn't see it? that much growing up or just want to make sure that you push our culture forward more? Uh, well, I wanted to see more people liking me because when I used to rap, I saw that there wasn't a, a light shined on 
you know, Hispanics. Gotcha. There wasn't really nobody. I, I, I can't even name. Well, I know Snow was coming up at that time, but, yeah. uh, you know, I, I wish there was a platform that I created when I was rapping. And, uh, yeah, I just, I, I, I want to, I want to see us up there. I want to see us on billboards. I want to see us on TV. I want to see us on cereal boxes. I want to see us on books. I want to see us in commercials. I want to, I, I just want to see us. I want to see us win. Do you think that, um, for example, there's been waves of people that made, uh, people can argue Cardi B, now she's mainstream, but at one time she wasn't. But that's one person. That's not yeah. to the population that we have as far as Latinos, Hispanics. Doesn't really add up to me. I feel where you're yeah. coming from. So do you still feel that we need a whole lot more people out there? A, a lot more. Most definitely a lot more. Yeah. Because I feel like besides Cardi B, I mean, the only people you're hearing is, uh, as big names is. Six nine, um, SPM, and man, I guess that's really it. I feel. You know, we always forget, and this is J Bass said this too. That's probably why he won a uh, podcast of the year. <laughs> it's because uh, uh, Baby Bass. We forget about that dude. Mm. He did. He put in some great songs that were not. I guess you can't say. I guess you you can say it wasn't rap rap, but it was uh-huh. rapping. And, you know, he's Latino, he's Mexicano. So we forget about it, that he was in there for a minute doing his thing, platinum. Yeah. Platinum too. So, but he doesn't, you don't have clear eyes either, bro. So yeah, he doesn't look like it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, I think we forget about him sometimes. I think maybe I just did a, a great deal of things, but sometimes we tend to skip over. After SPM, it was him. It was Baby Bash. And then I think Snow, and then there's a, a couple of other ones. How do you feel about the ones that are up and coming, such as uh, D Baby, OT, uh, the Me- that Mexican OT, uh, Crystal Poppin, Miss Gold? I think it's more relevant names that I heard, especially mm-hmm. here in Texas. How do you feel yeah. about them so far and the direction they're going? I like them. I like them, and uh, you know, I I want to see them. I, I do want to see them up there, and I hope everything works out. And I I know OT and D Baby, they're really, they're really making noise. Uh, I know Miss Gold's on the come up. Crystal popping, oh she's really doing her thing. Uh, there are some others that I do feel like deserve it as well that haven't gotten it so much, um, especially here in Houston. But uh, what what are some names? Can you name me at least? Solid three or five people. Man, I can name you a couple more than that. Okay. But I don't, you can I, give me a list of them. I'm, I'll yeah. got time. All right. So but just be ready. If you forget some and they come at you, I got nothing to do with uh, it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you might not know these people, but I, I, hopefully you remember and you look into them. Okay. So Chop the Father, AB Raps, uh, Frankie, uh, Houston's own MC. Mm-hmm. Carlos Slim, of course, uh, Mike Garza, uh, Spaceman Apollo. Mm. See who else? Now nah, I don't want to forget him. Uh, and I'll put the pressure on you. See? Yeah. Uh, let's see. 
Yeah, they're going to kill me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Man, I guess that's me in the air. Well, as of right now, but well, there, there's more. If you want to if you want to grab your phone, if you want to go through IG, you can check some of them to make sure you don't miss. But we'll clip that part of the ones that you feel like should be looked at. And hopefully once we put it out, you can tag them to show that, you know, why do you feel that they're some of the ones that are coming up good? Like, do they have their quality, their consistency, their presentation? What stands out to them uh, out for you? What stands out out of them? So this goes back to when I was telling you how I like that East East Side rap, East Coast rap, and you know they come with with those bars, bars, bars. the metaphors, those delivery. I feel like they the majority of them all come with that package, like that real hip hop shit. Like if you like Biggie or you know if you like uh, Wu Tang, you like uh, I can't think of nobody else, but. You know, that's that's the kind of, you know, rap music they make. And that's the stuff that I really like. Uh, gotcha. gotcha. There's this guy, uh, oh, AB Raps. He actually just came out with a project called Suble with uh, Goddamn Joe Chris. Mm. And, uh, man, that, that project right there was, man, he, he rapped his ass off. And if I could compare AB to anybody, it'd be like J. Cole almost. Really? J. Cole? Yeah. Okay, so all these artists are very lyrical. What about the mm -hmm. production? Do you think they got a particular song that could take them upstream, or do they just rather prefer to have that type of rapping skill and not really kind of, not necessarily sell out, but just focus on making great music, making great rap, hip-hop with bars type of music? Yeah, no, they definitely can. Like, uh, I think what they need is just, I guess, more marketing or, or just... You know, I guess if they had the money to, you know, really, you know, do a commercial or whatever, you know, I think they could really sell it. Like, Chop the Father's got this one song uh, called, yeah, I think it's called Never Told, mm -hmm. and I feel like that's a great one. Uh, Carlos Slim has a song called Red Light. I feel like that was a straight radio hit. Um, let's see. Um, there's this producer by the name, I think, uh, Bad Child. And he created a, a project with four songs with uh focus on uh what's it called? It was focused on a TV show with four old women. Can't remember the name of the Golden Girls. Golden, Golden Girls. Golden Girls. Yeah. Yes, sir. So so he did a project based on the Golden Girls, and he had four artists only. He had Chicano Vega, mm -hmm. John Black, A B Raps, and Chop the Father. That project, those four tracks, beautiful. I feel like I feel like that should have been a project that should have been heard worldwide. It, it was it was a good one, really great one. Okay, I'm gonna go back and listen to the interview and go back and find his artist. So I want to check it out. I like I enjoy good lyrics. Sometimes I enjoy like hits that really don't have no message, but sometimes I lose want to hear what they gotta say. Yeah, I yeah, and I agree with you too. Like there are some artists that that you know I know they're not lyrical, but they they can put together a song. Either they'll catch me with a, a hook or they'll just catch me with a couple nice lines that they put in a verse or, you know. Or just the sound? Uh, yeah, just the sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know my homie, one of my homies gives him a hard time because, but it's just creative. 
You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, that is just freaking hilarious. But you can't deter away the fact that they're um, they made something and people like it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm ha- I'm happy for that guy. Like I said, you know, shoot more of us out there, and you know, he's doing his thing. I, you know, I guess he did it that way. But I know some artists might be upset. The ones that are like. You know, every day trying to make that one hit and struggling. And and here comes I this guy that doesn't even say a yeah. word. <laughs> say oh, nothing. <laughs> that sucks. But, but it's true, man. It's just how it happens. That's just how people sometimes gravitate to certain things. And it's crazy to me. Get, you know what I found funny about that song? <laughs> Don't listen to it more than two or three times because <laughs> you'll find yourself <laughs> randomly whistling and like, what the heck? I don't know if it happened <laughs> to you. But it happened to it, me. Yeah, yeah, a couple of times I'd catch myself, uh, you know, I'm just here at the home and I, I just catch myself going. I'd be like, oh, shit. Have you ever wondered, though, why is that? Where does that come from that we gravitate to certain things that catches our mind and just goes in circles instead of like, for example, some of the artists you named that like that word or whatever mm-hmm. or, or that lyrics, that bar didn't really click with us. But something that's not even a bar or maybe something that is just not whatever. It has to be within the production that kind of yeah. sort of grasp, got, grabs you and 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 goes into your head and you just can't get rid of it for a while. Oh, man, I had that. I've had that happen with a couple more more mainstream songs, but mm. they'll be stuck in my head. And I'm like, man, I can't get it out where it's crap. And then I'll be stuck probably singing it sometimes and then it transfers on to somebody else and so on and it, i don't know it's, it's i guess they put a spell or something i think it's a production bro bro i need to figure mm-hmm. out what exactly is it that they do that they that they help that they get you and do that to you because it yeah. has to be something within the production part it really has to yeah i heard somebody say something about some sort of frequency wave or something. I, I don't know. No, it's, it's true. Something. It's true. I don't doubt that sometimes they put something on purpose of like the waves and things like that, that, that makes you gravitate and remember those more than anything that we don't know. Mm-hmm. But at least I don't, cause I don't do the production part, but the ones that do the producing and the beat making, they know. Yeah. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure it out before <laughs> you know, I'm going to have you do some, ah, ah, ah. And just randomly, just, <laughs> what? <Something. laughs> All right. So as far as your, uh, how did the uh, digital awards go? Uh, I know that you went through some challenges. I know that uh, it took you some time to put together. And uh, I know you have an idea. You had talked about it months before you even started going. And then eventually you made the post. How did it go? So the award show was something I kind of had in mind the past four five months before december mm-hmm. uh but as far as how i was going to plan it out originally i wasn't too sure i I was thinking about getting a venue or something but gotcha. uh with some personal life stuff going on i i couldn't uh you know i couldn't get that going you know they would have messed me up i didn't have time for it so i was like well i do everything digitally i might as well do this as well so but, you know, put it on YouTube and actually, you know, make it a show. And, yeah. uh, you know, it, it is what it is the way it came out. I, I did want it to come out uh, with music videos and live performances, but I was having issues. And that was actually supposed to be all edited on my laptop. 
but the laptop was giving me problems. So I had to edit everything on the phone. So that whole video was off my phone. Are you serious? Yeah, it was a, it's an app called CapCut. And I highly recommend, yeah, I highly recommend, especially artists to use CapCut. It's simple. It's easy. And, uh, yeah, it was all put on CapCut. I uploaded it through, through my phone to YouTube and yeah, I had no choice. Like I said, it was supposed to be done all on the laptop, but so those are the videos that were performance and, and performance videos and music videos. You were not able to put them in there because it was way too much or how did it? Yeah. So, man, everybody probably would have had to stay up till maybe two, three in the morning if I would have ended up putting them on. But you uh, couldn't do them pre-record. You wanted to actually do the live, the live. No, no, no. Well, it, I wanted all of it to be all together, like. Uh, not that it was going to be live. I mean, it premiered live, but it wasn't going to be a live, actual oh, live show. But I, I had a couple artists send me, uh, you know, their performances that they had maybe eight months ago or so. And I had uh, a couple performances in my videos from the times that I, uh, I've gone out to events and stuff. Yeah. So, so I had to take them off because yeah, it was, it was too much. It would have taken even longer. So, have you planning to release the um, uh, part two of the um, footage that didn't make it to the first one? Type, I think it's still a good idea to put them all together and put it out. You already have the footage. I, I I'll probably do the footage from the live events that I've recorded. Yeah, but the ones that were sent sent to me, I think those got those artists are already getting ready to upload it onto their page. So. So that's, you know, that's their content. Yeah, yeah obviously. Of course. So, but I'll probably end up doing uh, some of the ones that I've recorded myself. Cause I have, I have three events that I went to that I recorded just mm -hmm. about everybody's performance and they're all on my phone. So they're just sitting there. That's pretty dope. So overall, even though you still got it done, uh, it didn't premiere the time that you wanted to, uh, to release. However, you still got it done overall. Uh, again, I thought it was a dope idea. That's why I hit you up, and uh, I appreciate you like, letting me come through and do my thing. And uh, yeah. I didn't have an envelope, so that was my mess up. But it was pretty <laughs> cool. That, and then I started thinking about it, too. I'm like, man, I should have get an envelope, right? Make it like he was saying, the MTV type of awards. I'm like, but I just kind of read it. I'm like, but it's still pretty cool how i seen everybody do their footage and things like that. So I'm like, man, that's pretty dope. But I think you have a great idea, and I think that could once it comes, you got the practice. Uh, once you get into it and and you get it done, I think it's gonna be dope. And then the venue part, eventually, when uh, whenever you're ready, I think it's gonna be a great idea. Do a whole red carpet, everybody suited and booted and everything, yeah. and you know, <laughs> just do a presentation, live acts. It'll be pretty dope. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think uh, something like that would be awesome, and just see if I can get a videographer to record the whole thing. And you know, if you need a host, I call dips. I got you. Yeah. I do MC and two. I, I, I've MC in clubs. I still do private gigs and stuff here with the mic. I'm good. Yeah. Well, shoot. I'm going to need some announcers, performers, and. Got you. Yeah. Host. And I, I hosted events and uh, dances and stuff. I'm putting my resume in right now. I called dibs already. <laughs> Nobody called in to host. No, I'm just saying you got a bunch of people from Houston. But if you need some, I got you. But that's pretty cool. So overall, you feel pretty satisfied how it came out, how it turned out? Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody 
everybody who was either nominated or a part of it, they seem to have watched it. So, you know, that's that's what I care. And, you know, they seem to enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, I saw, you know, people were tagging me, uh, I guess, their reaction. And, and that kind of gave me, like, a good feeling. Like, you know, they're, they're watching somebody uh, being announced as the winner. And, you know, they say the winner. And everyone's like, yeah. Everyone's all excited, yelling. So that kind of gave me, like, a good feeling. I'm like, damn, that. That reminds me kind of when I was, you know, 10, 11, watching VMAs or BT Awards mm-hmm. and being like, all right, uh, you know, hopefully Lil Wayne or whoever gets this award. And I'd be like, all right, well deserved, you know? Yeah. And so on. So I don't know. I, I, I guess, yeah, yeah, it turned out pretty good. That's pretty cool, though. That That's pretty cool, though, that, uh, yeah, we forget those feelings that we had whenever you wanted your artist that was nominated to take take that W. And again, plus the engagement and other people. Mm-hmm. Again, if you're an artist, it's a great way to test your the waters to see where your people are at is how much, or if you just you know don't get discouraged if you don't get it. You just you got to keep pushing harder, you know. But yeah, the fact it, that people went in and tagged you too, I, I was surprised that we were nominated. I was surprised that we were nominated because we only been doing it for two years and, and some change, and we're from Dallas. The Dallas area, first of all, we're not even from the Houston area, and a lot of the people that were there are mostly from Houston, the yeah, Houston so, area. Yeah, so in the long run, you know, I, I want this to be, you know, everywhere. I don't want to just be Houston. Yeah. You know, I want to be everywhere. So, you know, maybe next year, well, depending if we do the, because I'm, I kind of feel like if I do do the venue here in Houston, I feel obligated to do Houston only. But I would like to, you know, eventually down the road, you know, get an artist from Chicago or New York or, you know, another podcast from Washington or something, you know, just to get everybody together. Well, you can always do what you already done. Incorporate the incorporate the venue, the actual venue place, but with the awards being presented to even people that are not from there too and live stream it, live stream it or YouTube stream it and premiere it that way so people can see it too. As y'all doing the actual event, y'all announcing it that other people from other states can see it too and be involved, you know? Mm. There's all kinds of streaming things that are happening now that people are taking advantage of, you know? So that would be yeah. pretty cool if you can incorporate both, merge them together to have the venue and have the digital going at the same time with people unless you want to take it on the road and then do each state or each individual area that'll be pretty cool too yeah that's a good idea yeah Yeah, but but i see uh i mean i only see growth because you've been moving up very quickly as far as people that are finding you and there's there's definitely a market for the people that you're that you want to showcase and i'm pretty sure they hit you up but i like the product i like what you put out and now that knowing that what happened at the back end did you get it done through your phone? I'm even more impressed that you got it out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So as far as your, uh, so are you still staying with schedule of your posting? I know you had tried to do it in schedule. And, you know, you do the research of when you're supposed to post or not. That you stay very consistent with that. And have you seen results from that? Yeah. So, well, I'm not going to lie to you. Ever since after the, the award show, I kind of been behind slacking because, I, I guess, you know, that that was a lot of work to put in, you know, that one day. And uh, yeah. so I'm like, man, let me, I'm going to take it easy. So I kind of just been doing like one post a day. But the majority of the time, I, yeah, I do have a schedule put down. 
um where i had to look to see what the schedule looks like online and uh you know i try to get artists at a good time to the point where at least all my followers get to see them so and get the interaction that i feel like the majority of them deserve yeah how do you uh what is the influence that you are having as far as the media in your media space, as far as the influences or inspiration that you have from other podcasts or other people that are within the media? Do you get any inspiration from any of them? I know some of your interviews that you've been doing is kind of like a little bit of a Blatt style type. Yeah. Uh, do you, do you look into them for kind of guidance, inspiration, anything like that? So the, the, <laughs> the main reason why I did it that way is because I, I still wasn't ready to like show face yet. And so I just kind of did the interview that way. And uh, yeah, I don't I don't want too much focus on me as a person. I want to focus on the brand. So, um, but yeah, that's how I, I did it. So and here you are on camera right now. Yeah, but I'm the same way. I feel you on that because at the at the end, anybody interviews you, I want to talk about the podcast. Like, um, yeah. I, I got a cool story, but I want to focus on getting nice on the podcast. I don't mm-hmm. ask me if you want to, but I'm always going to try to direct it towards the podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but but it, it, besides that, uh, any other things that you get from other places that help you, inspire you, get your get ideas of what can you do or where else can you take uh, Latinx? As far as ideas, uh, like the creative things that I've done with, you know, tournament, the award show and yeah. collage, I, I honestly, I don't, I don't see nobody doing it. So I, I, I wouldn't, uh, I guess it's just me trying to be a little bit creative with the hip hop stuff that, you know, I, I grew up on, you know, you know, I, like I said, I used to look forward to the award shows. So I said, you know, how about I throw an award show and I'm pretty, I'm pretty invested in all these underground artists to know what they've done and, you know, throughout the year and stuff. And then, um, what else? And as far as the tournament, well, you know, it's some fun engagement, let, you know, people know, know some of the songs of the artists and stuff. And, uh, I don't know, just whatever has been done in hip hop. Yeah. Like that's kind of what I want to, you know, bring up again like uh here's an example i'm not saying i'm gonna do it Mm -hmm. but uh what was it new jack city when they used to have artists come on and rap on a mic yeah so if i had an like a office space or some sort i'd be open to do that and so uh you know little things here and there like uh some trl uh type of deal where or, or 106 and park where you know come out weekly or whatever and do a top 10 music videos and have people vote for them. You know, that's another idea out there. And uh, I guess you can say I'm recycling old hip hop stuff that, you know, we grew up on. I can see you. I can see um, what you said about the top 10, because you already do the voting and people already Mm -hmm. interact with the post of doing, you know, running a week's worth or two weeks worth of, things like that and then by the end of the month doing like the top 10 based on what people voted for yeah do like a video like that that'd be pretty dope because it would be the top 10 latinx hip-hop you know based on people's voting so yeah we kind of like the same thing as the tournament but just that songs themselves 
Yeah, yeah. and then they'll, they'll stay on, and then when someone drops a new song, they can get involved or something and see how how well that song does in the top 10. See if it's, I guess, wor- good enough to be stay in the top 10 type of deal. Yeah. Um, yeah, you got some good ideas. I hope that you make them happen. I mean, you made this happen, and it's going well for you, but I see why you kind of sort of have to maintain focus on one thing so that way you don't lose traction on it, but eventually figure a way to incorporate all the other ideas within the same Latinx hip-hop umbrella to to do different things and people don't uh, just get bored with the same thing over and over. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Where did your love for underground hip-hop come from? Is that because you used to do music and that how kind of sort of the love came to to give love to the underground? You know, I, I like that you asked that question. So originally, like, my parents didn't put me on hip hop. They didn't put me on no type of music. Mm-hmm. When I got brought up and introduced to music, I was introduced to alternative rock oh, music. Wow. I was into Linkin Park, um, The Used, and I, I can go on and on. So it was kind of more like that emo rock music is what I was into. Gotcha. And, and it wasn't until maybe like eighth grade, I believe that was 07, 06. Mm-hmm. Um, my cousin, um, he started introducing me to hip hop music and uh he really got me into well he introduced me to Wayne and Zero and then I started exploring more into it. And then uh, as I started exploring more into other hip hop artists, mm-hmm. you know, uh then that's when he actually my cousin was kind of getting me into rapping because he he was kind of rap he would freestyle here and there and he said come on come on get on get on freestyle and then that's when it me actually start me rapping making music and stuff started happening and uh but yeah that's how that's how it was and i really dived deep into the hip-hop scene like i started looking into old artists and um and yeah so that's pretty dope that's pretty dope and then after that you involved with that but not only so even though you stopped making music, you felt that you were still going to be involved with music somehow, not only with uh, Latinx hip hop, but you also do artist management, which is right now you have Carlos Slim. Yeah. Which is yeah. Carlos Slim, which is if people don't know Carlos Slim, the actual Carlos Slim, not the artist, <laughs> but he's yeah. a, a billionaire from Mexico that yeah. owns like all the telemarketing and everything. But Carlos Slim is with the money sign. Yeah. S, so it's pretty cool. So if, it's, if I'm not mistaken, you mentioned him earlier that y'all actually go way back in the days. So I used to rap together back in, in high school? Yeah, so we used to have a, well, his brother introduced me to him. Uh-huh. And, and we ended up uh, forming a little group. And then it's when we did that collab project I was telling you about. What was the name? The group. Uh-huh. Uh, a Different Type of Perfect. A Different er- Type of Perfect. Ah, oh, got it. So. Or ADTP for short, just yeah. So that's how that's that's actually the name that I came up with. And before I came up with the name, I brought it up to him because it was four of us. I was like, "What do you guys think about this name?" And yeah, and they liked it. And we ran with it. So that's what that's what the group was called—a different type of perfect. That's pretty cool. So, so, so how so is that when you kind of sort of decided to once y'all were in the group. I know y'all stopped making music, but when did y'all link back together to start managing him? Uh, so 
uh, I think it was 2012 or 2013 is when I kind of completely stopped. Uh-huh. Uh, he kept going. Uh, I'm kind of glad he kept going. And he, he kind of had his own little adventure going. He, uh, he actually used to be with uh, Bo Bundy. Uh, he's got a couple songs that you can find on SoundCloud before Bo Bundy blew up. And then I guess, I don't know if he stopped hanging around Bo Bundy or this is when Bo Bundy took off. Mm-hmm. I don't know the whole story, but, you know, he was telling me, uh, you know, he needed help and he really wanted to push it. And I told him, well, let's get back in this, but let me play a different part. And so I took care of everything. And uh, I had already did some of my research on like how to distribute everything and, you know, handle it and online. So I was like, I mean, I could take care of it, take care of everything online. And, you know, I know, I know what you do and I know what you do is good. So I, you know, from there, I think, I think we're, we're good to go as long as I take care of your stuff online. And then, uh, so you learn how to do, I don't know if you do CD Baby or TuneCore and then his ASCAP and all that and how to get the publishing and all that stuff. You already have learned all that? So, yeah, right now we're with DistroKid and we're working on getting the publishing with ASCAP uh, pretty soon. And, uh, yeah, we're going to get that taken care of. That's but we're what... still working on here, thing, things here and there. Absolutely. And you still, uh, do you work as far as his, uh, if it needs to go on, do you manage his social media too? And are you also playing the uh, road manager as well whenever, he, in case he gets to perform out of town or anything like that? Uh, It hasn't came, well, we've had offers, but we haven't gone out yet. Uh, Either some come came up on his end or my end, but um, um. Sorry, what was the what was the other question? You said something else. Yeah, yeah, the role manager part. Are you ever have you ever played the role manager in the social media? Do you manage his social media too, or oh, is that because you do yes. very well? You do a good job. You know what you're doing with that, especially yeah, the timing you. of the posting and everything like that. <laughs> that takes. I used to know those, and I know they change, but there's timings that you need to post, and if you look it up, it changes. But you can figure out when you're supposed to be posting. You know. Yeah. So. So the yeah the road management stuff hasn't happened yet. Uh, we just haven't stepped out yet. But uh, as far as the posts, like you know, say we're out somewhere, I might record him or take a picture of him, and then you know I'll edit it and I'll send it his way and, be, and tell him, hey, uh, post this sometime tomorrow at so so time or whatever, and you know put this as your caption or and make sure to add this hashtag or whatever and or whatnot and. And so, but I don't actually like log into his Instagram and manage it, but I'll tell him, you know, when to post, what to post. That's pretty so. good. I mean, you done the research to know what's effective and what works and what might get him more eyes. So it's mm-hmm. pretty cool that you get to even tell him that he's willing to take that feed and upload it and put the hashtags that you told him because you know, based on the research that you've done, that it works. It works yeah. if you, and you consistently do it, like, you know. Like here in the music, if you don't post in a couple of days, people might just skip you over and forget all about you. Or the yeah. algorithm might just like, oh, this dude is not active enough. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So you have to just yeah. keep playing the game. So you've been diving on doing a little bit of an interview, and I've seen a few interviews that you have on your channel. I, I don't know if you're going to get back in there. I don't know if it takes too much of your time still. 
still within the hip hop, uh, the Latinx hip hop umbrella. But were you, is that something that you wanted to do, like a podcast type or? Uh, as far as podcasts, probably not yet. But as far as the interviews, the way that I've been doing them, uh, I, I do plan on continuing them. I actually have one interview that I still have to uh, put together and upload. But uh, there, there's already been artists that have contacted me and I told them, uh, yeah, let me, you know, let me just get back with you. I got to see how my schedule is. And, uh, you know, we'll definitely set something up because I, I enjoy it. You know, I, I love sitting down with these artists and I'm pretty sure you do as well. When you sit down with people and yeah. actually get to know them and see how they started. And uh, to me, I like it. I love it. You know, getting to know them, how they got there and all and influences and all that stuff. And yeah. Do we know the name of the artist? of that's pending to come are you able to tell us yet or not yet yeah yeah i mean i named him uh ab raps that's oh, one, yeah. the one i was talking about earlier yeah. so yeah he's one of the videos i still got to uh edit and put together so but other than that there there are other artists that are already lining you know contacting me and so i just gotta uh, set a date and do that that's pretty cool and for any artist that's interested in hitting you up uh, for posting or whatever the case might be. Again, everybody runs their stuff differently. But on interview, I saw that you have your own people that you have an eye. At, whether somebody tagged you and you, they telling you about them and you find them. You ha kind of sort of have your order of what you're gonna go. But there's people that are sometimes willing to want to get ahead and pay for their services. If anybody wanted to get a hold of you of you for that, how do they go about? It? Do they just DM you? Is there an email that they need to go to? I know your website is in the works, but do you? How is the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, just a DM. Just hit me up in the DM. Uh, people I mean, like do, they'll be rude. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> there, there'll be some people that just send you something. And it's all like, man, you could have said hi. How, how's your day going? And I, you know, <laughs> there's something. You know, I feel funny. I feel funny. This is not against anybody, but just know that there's a way to. We're people. Like we're just people like y'all, right? Yeah, but it makes me feel funny whenever they just send me a link of their song or whatever directly, and that's it. I'm like, "What do you want me to do with this?" I'm like, yeah, I click on it, give you a view or what, and nothing else. <laughs> and then and they don't follow you, <laughs> and they don't check your stuff or nothing. Yeah, they don't follow anything. Like, dude, like you're not gonna benefit off of me. I mean, we're gonna work together to benefit each other, you know. And I know yeah. you work the same way. Like, you follow me, I'll follow you, and this and that, you know. And then we just keep it rolling. It's not going to be one way. And then your video is not the greatest quality ever. Like, even worse, bro. <laughs> Get your stuff up. Yeah. You do that. Like, and that's kind of, yeah. for me, it's rude. No. Like, because sure. I wouldn't go without even saying a hi or hello, you know, starting off. And then saying your name after, you know. Hi, my name is so-and-so. How you doing? You know? Yeah. So, like, I think it's so funny when they do that, bro. It's just hilarious to me. I don't know where it comes from. But I don't know. People are different, but I just find it funny whenever they do that. I'm like, I know. You name it. I'm on the page. So what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, okay. So tell me the the um, Spotify list thing that y'all, uh, Spotify and uh, Apple uh, Music uh, playlist that y'all do. I don't know if it's a big deal. Maybe I, I'm not in tune with what that is, but I know you do certain playlists. What does that consist of and what is it exactly? So... Uh, it's just, you know, another opportunity for the artist, you know, to get them involved and stuff. But, uh, yeah, so it's, it's me and another guy, 
Uh, I don't, I'm not too sure if you're familiar with uh, them damn Mexicans. Yeah, they follow. Uh, we follow each other. And uh, Channa Lee is the one that I think she works with them. And her and I have something work maybe in the future. Yeah. Okay. So I heard so, him. I don't know him, no. Yeah. So he's a real good guy. And uh, yeah, we've, uh, uh, we just started doing a playlist together. And, you know, it's a collab. We do it at, every month. And, uh, you know, we normally, I mean, we're, we're in touch with the underground. So, you know, those are already songs that we're, we're look, checking out for that month. And it's, mm-hmm. it's different every month. You know, it's not going to be the same song in there all the time. But we do give the opportunity to artists. You know, I, I just posted on my story. I won't do a post. I'll say, uh, you know, hey, it's time for the February playlist. You know, send in a link, Spotify or Apple Music. And so, you know, they just send it in. And, and that's really it. I mean, we, we don't try to keep the playlist too big. We try to maintain it between 20 to 25 songs because you know we don't want to drag because some people might be like skip 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 and you know some some you have your casual listeners that just i don't know i don't know what they're looking for but they just and what is the benefit of that to a, a, a artist is up and coming for them to be so so a people can go find in any an area their song being played and then they might be able to get some place out of it. Is that how it works? So, well, I mean, for, how can I put it? Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, just to have, cause you know, you don't ever know who's looking at your page or, you know, somebody's probably clicking the, you know, the link in our bio and actually, you know, just checking out, see what's on the playlist, what's going on. And it gives the opportunity to them discover it you know, a new artist and, uh, you know, they might be rocking with them and or they might not, but it, it's all about just the opportunity. And then obviously if you have all your, your, your stuff sorted out as, as far as the whole ASCAP and distro or CD baby, I mean, you might get you your little couple cents here and there. So your point zero point point zero zero one percent per play. Exactly. But that's very, that's a pretty good idea though, that, that you get to do that and, and another way for, artists to get exposure i didn't know how it all worked i have a playlist for mine on spotify <clears throat> which is a mixture of episodes and interviews like whatever interview i did like for example gt garza then i have one of his songs all right under it and then i do uh any other artist that i talk to mandy red i have her song under it too mm-hmm. and that's just artists that i have my playlist for that a mix of episodes and, and songs of them so if anybody heard the 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 actual episode that they can check out what are they talking about what's their song and then it's right below you can see the sound so but mine is longer than 25 songs <laughs> it's like <laughs> i forgot how long it was it's like 50 hours worth of content but oh, well, that was a pretty good idea to have yeah. one so but it gives it a different flavor because it's a podcast slash song yeah. type you know so you're tired of listening to a podcast oh shoot there's a song playing i'm good oh right back to the podcast <laughs> you can listen forever but that's pretty yeah. cool. I was just curious why why did how come the list is so uh, the playlist is so important. I know uh, artists are looking to get into different playlists to get their song in there, so that's pretty cool. But you know that Spotify offers that option already, right? To what that, what option? To like to be submit, a curator to submit your submit your artist song before mm-hmm. you release and put it in and send it to actual Spotify curators that look through your song. And then, oh. and they themselves put it not within Spotify, not 
anybody that puts a playlist differently like myself or yourself. Oh, okay. So I, in the artist uh, page, once you claim the artist page, you're able to submit before you release it to them so they can get their the songs to them so they can look at it and they'll be able to check see if it's worth to be put on a Spotify. I just learned this, but it will be helpful for artists to know. Yeah, I'll send you the uh, video that I found so you can check it out and m- might be beneficial for you and Carlos Slim to to get on a list that actually curated by Spotify em- employees. That's all they do. No, yeah, I, I yeah, I actually uh so I dived into a little bit on it. It's uh, so you know how when you see artists saying, "Hey, pre-save, pre-save, pre-save." Yep, it's important. Uh, yeah, cuz that will push them to actually get onto those playlists. So it's got to be like a song where, you know, you could upload it, but it won't premiere for maybe a month or so. But with all those pre-saves, you know, it will, it will push their algorithm to be put on those playlists. That's how, that's how I understood it. Yeah. But there's a way to pitch it to them, too. Not only uh-huh. pre-save it, but actually pitch it directly to them. So okay. Give you... Like you put a description of who you are, what the song is about, and give them a little bit. They go check you out. Sometimes they even take the time to look at your social media and then see if you're worth to be put on some of the lists that they have. They feel like like people might find it. Mm-hmm. So I, I see what you're saying, but there's a way for you actually to submit to the curators so they can see and maybe you have a chance to to get in there mm-hmm. on one of their lists. They're, and I'm, I don't know exactly how that works, but I know there's, I'm pretty sure there's a good-sized list of people that they have for those lists. All right, so we're running short on time. I have a couple more questions. Uh, Real quickly, how do you think the state of hip-hop in the Latino community is? Where are we at right now as far as Latino, our music, uh, as far as our artists? Which direction do you think we're moving? Do you think we're making progress? Do you think that one of these days will be like 30, 40 uh, Latino artists just going at it that will be mainstream household names? So we are definitely making progress, but I feel like at the point we're making progress, but in a bad way as sort, you know, I feel like, um, uh, I guess like the whole six, nine and, uh, uh, I can't remember those, uh, the Island boys or, yeah, uh, they were Cuban. They're Cuban. Yeah. And, uh, Lil Pump too. A Lil Pump. So I feel like the you know they're they're it's 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 getting there, but I feel like they're they're not pushing the ones, the you know the guys that are actually, you know, rapping their ass off the, the, I guess the lyricists the like the GT Garces that you feel you yeah like the exactly. Coles or like any of the other ones like I know D Baby's doing good for himself, but that's like the he gets comparisons to Kevin Gates, so maybe like. The Kevin Gate of the Latino hip hop, but still being like you know an artist himself, or you know uh, that Mexican OT has his own vibe type of thing. Mm-hmm. So you know he could possibly be his own thing. But the looks that we had had as far as the Latinos is that I think it's just the market right now as far as what's drawing attention to people to listen to. You know what I mean? Yeah. But. But they are Latinos, so that's the weird thing. To like, dang, <laughs> I got picked them. Yeah, <laughs> but overall, how do you? So you still feel like will be irrelevant to them because I know they're still Latinos. We can't really check them out. But do you feel we're still making progress as far as the music? Yeah, most definitely. 
Most definitely, I feel like it because there there are some artists that you know you might not know them, but they they're kind of stuck in a name for themselves. Like I don't know if you're familiar with Reverie, uh, Gavlin, um, see, Emel, I can't remember his name, Emelio Rojas. I don't know if I said his name right, uh, but there's there's a couple people here and there. Got you. But they're 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 kind of I feel like they're on the same level as I guess uh, Doe Man and Crystal Poppin. Uh, but they're they're getting there. I feel like they're getting there slowly but sure. No, the product. I just feel like she should already had a few. I don't know. Maybe she's just missing the hit songs for her to be like. You know what I mean? Like I don't know if there's ever been the hits hit song for her besides Drunken Love. And I'm pretty sure her following knows all her songs. But as far as like a hit, 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 there's all over the place. I don't think she had that hit yet. And I think that's the only thing that she's missing as far as just going all the way to freaking the moon and back. At yeah. For me, that's how I feel. Yeah. Um, I get what you're saying. I probably can't think of one off the bat myself as well. Uh, But when I got introduced to her, I got introduced to her as like, a, you know, like, like she was like the female Mexican Eminem is the way I got introduced to her. So uh, she's but as she's far really as me, good. she's super lyrical. Yeah. I mean, but I think like maybe for me, I just feel like that one song would catapult her to beyond stardom. Like, yeah, we know her, mm-hmm. but everybody in the U.S. doesn't know her. So I'm pretty sure she has a, a huge fan base. She packs out. But that one song will catapult her to everybody knowing her. You know what I mean? At least that's how yeah. I feel for her. But, I mean, she's freaking dope. Dope as can be. Definitely. Yeah. All right. So, real quickly, we're going to end it. However, all your social media. And do you have any events coming up? Uh, So, yeah, you can follow me at uh, Landing X Hip Hop. Just like that. And, uh, and you can follow me, I guess, on my personal. But... I don't know if I'll follow back because I get confused with the artist. I don't want to. <laughs> Would you do the Latinx one? So the Latinx yeah. and everything, right? Latinx on YouTube. Yeah. You Latin- have a YouTube going? YouTube, TikTok, Twitter. It's all, all Latinx hip hop. And so the website, how is it coming along? Uh, The website needs a lot more work. I kind of. Uh, I. I was given the idea of doing some sort of world star hip hop type of deal, but uh, I don't know. I'm going to, I still have a lot of work to do on that one. I do want to have like a little sections where you can check out some sort of artists and, you know, see a little bio and, you know, probably update it to where it's like, here's their latest music video and here's the Latinx hip hop's pick music video from them, you know? So it's a lot of work. We'll see. I gotta, yeah, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, I see it. But the ideas that you have, I want. I hope you get them to execute. What about projects, new projects from your artists and merch? Any merch that you have? Uh, as far as well, merch from him or me or both? Both. Okay. And so, projects from you or him? Both. Hmm. Uh, as far as projects for me, I don't have any in the works yet. Uh, but Carlos Slim is. Uh, getting ready to drop a project called The Color of Money. Um, yeah, that one, the meaning behind that name, it's it's crazy. He explained it on a, on an episode of Road Dogs that we went to. 
Yeah, he uh, was going deep, deep in it yeah. as regard to what he was talking about. I heard that episode, and he was going in deep, deep. Yeah, so the the, of it. yeah, yeah, he's real. And the majority of stuff he does, he makes sure it has some sort of meaning behind of it. Um, but yes, yeah, so he has the color of money, and he does have a show coming up. And I know he said he wants to get some merch together. Yeah. Uh, he's got he's got a show at a uh, White Oak Music Hall here in Houston. Gotcha. Uh, it's gonna be the headliners are Chop the Father and Chicano Vega, and uh, yeah, Carlos Slim is gonna be one of the openers. And uh, he, like I say, he does he doesn't want to sell some merch there. What date is that? And, uh, I believe it's March third. March third. Yeah, yeah, March third at White Oak Music Hall in Houston. So be on the mm-hmm. lookout for the flyer that he has. Follow him and follow you. You probably have it posted too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we already, yeah, we got that flyer out already. So it's available, and you can already purchase tickets. And they're only ten dollars tickets, so anybody can go all ages. So that's dope. And uh, as far as for you, merch shirts, I know they're in high demand. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, man, I'm actually behind on that because I was supposed to get with some uh, online website, and they were supposed to. Uh, send me a sample copy, but I still haven't received it. I was supposed to get it a couple of days ago, but I got to get back with it. Is them. that Teespring or somebody else? Yeah. Yeah. Teespring. I w- that's so It'll cool. get there. It'll get there. You know that uh, I, my shirts, I sell my shirts through Amazon. Uh huh. So they start you, they call you, a, it's an affiliate program, but you have to call, it's a print on demand, same thing, but you have mm-hmm. to apply your social and all that. And then once you get in there, they start you off with about five designs, and then you can sell off of Amazon directly. And the, but they pay you what's called a royalty. Same thing uh-huh. as Teespring too. So mine are through Amazon. Same thing, but Amazon is quicker. And uh, okay. usually they don't send you new examples. You actually just have to buy one. But their quality—I don't know if you've seen my previous videos—they're pretty good. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, okay. To Garmin, so you might want to look into. It's called Print on the Demand by Amazon. Okay, oh, yeah, I'm gonna have to look into that because I know everybody loves Amazon. They already got their yeah. card ready. So you you <laughs> price them yourself, right? So depending on how high you price them or how low you price them, depending on your royalties that you get. But you don't do nothing. You don't touch yeah. nothing. All you do is put the link and the picture and have people go buy it, and then you just keep keep getting shirts in and uh, the royalties. It could be five, ten, uh, seven, ten dollars. But I yeah. you don't touch jack. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. love that. Yeah. Yeah, so printing stuff and printing merch. I've done that before, and having to keep with the inventory and everything. So uh, like, it's an buy a shirt. Here's the link. Go get it from Amazon. <laughs> Have it delivered Make to your house. Easy. But yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. I can't wait for. It. I, I'll make sure I grab me one. Okay, shout out. See any shout outs that you have? Uh, man, just really shout out everybody that I already mentioned, like the homies from them damn Mexicans. Uh, Carlos Slim, Houston's own MC, AB Raps, Chop the Father, uh, Chicano Vega, uh, Mike Garza, and uh, let's see, everybody that follows your page, everybody who follows my page, <laughs> so you will get yeah. in trouble, man. Trying to get, yeah. trying to help you out. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Okay, <laughs> all right. So one, uh, a few other questions. Uh, what is something important that you have learned doing this? that you would tell your younger self that will help somebody else, what would that be? Repeat that question one more time. I'm sorry. What's something that you have learned in the music business or doing your running your page 
that you would tell your younger self that will help somebody else? I guess just network. Network. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, because uh, we were talking about it with somebody else that uh, your network is uh, it reflects on your net worth eventually. So <laughs> yeah. eventually, uh, yeah, of course you have to make a good uh, connections with people because some people are just out to for themselves or you have to weed them out and have the ones that are are, are going to grow with you and not just grab something and make their way, you know? And especially in the music business, bro, it's not much different over there in Houston and humble than it is here that everybody is trying to get one up. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, dude, what, what about my part? You know what I mean? So no, let's yeah. grow together and let's build this, you know? Okay. Another question, more serious, but uh, I like to say a saying usually every morning when I wake up that I'm not immortal. I am mortal and I will die one day. And that's not to scare people, but that's just to realize that that is what happens, right? We're not here forever. Hopefully, I, I wish you a long, prosperous life. However, at the end of your life, what do you want people to feel or think about your life? Uh, I guess be somebody who was, uh, I guess, a leader for the Latin hip hop, you know, the, the underground, the Latin underground, you know, be, be known as one of the, you know, the leaders that brought, you know, brought us up and brought underground artists up. That's dope. That's dope. And, uh, it's definitely something, uh, that you started from, even questioning what you're going to name it because there were so many people giving you issues about the name to actually just, you know what, let me do it. I'm not going to be doing music. I'm not going to, I don't know if it's marked off completely off you, but for right now you want to be involved in music and you created this space where people are really looking forward to, you know, being placed on the page, being featured or even being part of the awards. Like I, I, I enjoy the process of, being able to be part of, of the awards. And I thought it was a super good idea. And you kind of sort of seen how many people were involved, right? And you can see on your algorithm, most likely, no doubt that you're touching not only here in Texas and Houston, but other places, even around the world, they're kind of sort of seeing that you're introducing them to this type of music. Uh, I see your TikToks and they do very well. And that is all over the world. So without a doubt, uh, Latin, Latinx hip hop, you are definitely a global Latin factor. So thank you very much for your contribution and what you're doing. Uh, it's awesome. One last question before I let you go. If somebody was to search you on a search engine or some kind of Google engine many years from now, what do you hope for them to find about you or Latinx hip hop? And I guess this kind of goes back to the same answer I just gave, just, you know, being, being known as one of the leaders of the, Land hip hop underground, and uh, yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna get rid of the last question. I've been thinking about it before, because the previous question kind of sort of connects is the same answer. So I'm gonna get rid of the <laughs> last question. You you caused that. Just remember that you're the reason why this question is gone. <laughs> I'm kidding. I wish you nothing but luck. Uh, you're doing Thank some you. great work, and people are seeing it, and not only myself, but people are seeing. It and I hope to continue to see you grow. And uh, awesome, awesome work that you do. I appreciate you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. This was another episode of the Global Land Factor Podcast. Remember, we are just like you. We are people. We are the spice in this melting pot. That it is the world. Till next time. Till next time.
Thank you. Thank you very much for checking out another episode of the Global Latin Factor podcast. Make sure you go and subscribe to the channel. You are very important and it means a lot to us whenever you go and subscribe and hit the bell so you can get notifications whenever we have new episodes. It really does truly mean a lot to us. Thank you very much. Like a pedo, but in fact, it's a flamingo coming to Havana and from Puerto Rico on a pirate ship. He don't know where do we go. The birds of the jungle chasing fortune and fame, but who are?